Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you doing tonight, Allison? I'm doing well. It's an exciting week in Tim Land. My comic cover for Department of Truth, number 15. My variant cover is available. You can order it from riverbendcomics.com. That's the only place you can get it. It's exclusive to Riverbend Comics. I'll try to put a image of the cover in the show notes. People want to look at it. I'll make it clickable. So if you click on that, it'll send you to Riverbend. Been getting some good feedback on it. I'm very happy with it. It's certainly my favorite Mothman image I've ever drawn. And again, you can find that at riverbendcomics.com. On tonight's show, Allison, we're bringing the woo. Woo! No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Why have the woo clip if I can't play it? So Chad and I went for a night hike at Cador State Park. About a month ago, we did a patron show called, I think, Return to the Wolfman's Grave or Return to the Grave of the Wolfman. As part of that, I recorded a hike I had done in Cador State Park where I went to this bone field and I found this little fairy village. And As you do. Yeah. I had, <laughs> it's called Cador's Mushroom Land. I kind of want to make t-shirts that say Cador's Mushroom Land. I feel like that's maybe like one of those alternate villages inside of Timland that you referenced <laughs> earlier. I'm trying to imagine what the rides would look like. <laughs> In any case, I had been to this bone field before. If you've read my book, Don't Look Behind You, I talk about finding these two skulls, one black and one white, that were arranged in this sort of yin-yang format. That's where I found those. Got a kind of a creepy vibe there. So, of course, Chad and I decide to go back at night. And it starts out as this very almost kind of like a nothing hike. I mean, really, the woods were very quiet, and we heard some things around us and caught some eye shine here and there. Basically, the hike, you hike around this big inlet part of the lake. And as we got around the backside and over to the cemetery, you know the cemetery I'm talking about, that's not the Wilderson Meeting House Cemetery. How about the one that's just kind of in, like, along the path for yeah. that reason? There's no buildings attached to it. Yeah, and you have a lot of relatives buried in there. Right as we were headed towards that, things started getting a little weird, which you'll hear in the recording. And then uh, we stopped and, and we saw some weird lights and we saw a UFO. That's the only thing I can explain it as. It's a UFO. You'll hear about it on the recording. But 
almost as interesting to me as the things we recorded was the dream that Chad had that night afterward. So to me, it's a super interesting adventure, and I think it ties in with other things. It ties in with Harry Springs, as you'll hear, and ties in with some other things. And I think it's the beginning of something here. We'll see. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just the continuation of all the weird stuff that we do. I don't know. Before we get to that, I want to mention that it is the season for giving. And the way podcasts work is that we make a podcast. We put it out there for free. And we hope that you will like it enough to reward us. I feel like it wouldn't work for a restaurant. Might not. <laughs> Might not. If you do like Strange Familiars, if you like what we do, a great way to help us is to become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Our patrons get full extra episodes of Strange Familiars every month. We're about to record one this Friday, the Paranormal Ballad Show for December with Barbara from Six Degrees of John Keel. But we do two full episodes for our patrons every month. You can get extra content. You can help the podcast besides holidays is a wonderful time. Maybe you want to buy someone a gift of Strange Familiars. Get them that extra patron content. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. There's all different tiers of support there. There's options for paying monthly or you can pay yearly. Whatever tier you go in at, you will get those full extra episodes of Strange Familiars patreon.com slash strange familiars and as always i want to thank our patrons who make this show possible thank you very much all right let's get to this night that chad and i had at cador state park as we always note with these on-site shows the audio levels are inconsistent i do my best to even them out but we are outside and we are walking around and we are not right beside each other and sometimes we're not right beside the mic it's almost as if the outside is not a studio. The outside is my studio. <laughs> it's an imperfect one at best. Also, I stop and play some of the sounds we recorded. As I always say, these may in fact be natural sounds, but they happened at interesting times and they weren't readily identifiable. Maybe they are just coyotes or night birds or whatever. If that's the case, so be it. But when I find something interesting on the recordings, I clip it out and I play it. So without further ado, let's get to the recordings. Chad, welcome back to Strange Familiars. Hey, it's good to be back. It's yeah. been a little bit. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be talking about a little visit we made to Cadora State Park. It's kind of a follow-up in a sense of a, a... I did a patron show, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago, where um, I had recorded a hike and I went into Cadora State Park and I found this like fairy village, like a little tiny fairy village, like a... I don't know. What would you call that? Model. Yeah, model. There you go. Like a little model fairy village. And uh, this bone field, which is where, if you've read my book, Don't Look Behind You, I talk in there about finding what I call the yin-yang skulls. It was a black skull and a white skull, and they were arranged perfectly in this like kind of yin-yang arrangement, if you're familiar with the the yin-yang symbol. And uh, that, that's where I found them in that bone field. And, and I went there on that day and kind of you know got a creepy vibe and so Chad got us permission to go back at night, and so we did. This was November 4th. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, because it was cold that night. It was very cold. It got really cold. So that I think that was our first 
cold hike of the year, really. Yeah. I met you out there, and the first part of the hike, we went from the parking area into that bone field. And we'll go ahead and play that now, and then we'll talk about it. We are, uh, you will hear traffic in the background. We are not far off a kind of major road here in York County. Yeah, York County. Uh, If you listen to the patron episode, and I don't know where this will turn up. Do you remember what that episode was called? Patreon episode where I talked about the fairy village. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that was called. It's the one where you found the bones. Yeah. The two uh, deer skulls. Yeah. In any case, uh, we are headed back to that location at night. Uh, It's a very cold November night. Supposed to get down to 25 tonight. Anyway, we're headed to that area where, where I found the skulls and maybe to that fairy village too that's a little bit further we'll see both times I was in that area with the skulls got a creepy vibe and both times were during the day so Chad being Chad says well let's go back at night yes (laughs) this is what the old timers called the concrete road I believe a guy from Florida called me one time used to live in York he's very interested in York history and he heard me on coast to coast AM I think and he just wanted to tell me stories about old-time York. And I believe he told me that, because I asked him what this was called. I think he said it's called the Concrete, they called it the Concrete Road. It didn't really have a name. Well, you're in a state park where there's actually a lost village. <laughs> yeah. Flooded lost village. Okay, did we get off the road or did we... Right now, this is right. I think this is right. We'll reconnect with the road up here, I think. So we are in, uh, it's Kadura State Park where we are. And the, the flooded town was the town of Marburg. Hence the name Marburg Lake. Marburg now, uh, the drowned town is under Marburg Lake. Here we go, I think this is the road. Under this carpet of leaves is the old road. Here's the road. There we go. Here it is. There's your concrete road. Yep. Now, make a right on that. And that that goes down into the lake itself. Yep, yep. So, this road is, uh, you can see it go into one side of the lake. On the other side, it passes an old cemetery, an old abandoned cemetery. One of the two Wilderson churches or, or meeting houses. Meeting One's house, a meeting yeah. house and one is a was a church. And Both named Wilderson. I, I found believe. evidence that the meeting house was used, might even still be used, for a meeting once a year. I think that is the case. You used to be able to go in there. I don't know if they still have it where you can just go in. Yeah. Just walk up and walk in if you wanted. Put your hand in there. You hear something? There's definitely something comes through there. Well, we've already had, last time we were out, something that was co- coming towards us and we never saw what the hell it was. No. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up. 
Okay, it's a night eye. Okay, never mind. Oh, thank you. You actually have my... You didn't want me to be eaten by the strange creature. No. That's not even a night eye. It's a reflector on a buried cable. Gas pipeline. Sorry. Where's this? <clears throat> to that gate, I believe. Well, no, that's the pipeline. There's one up more oh, up okay. here. Gotta go to the gate. That's the pipeline. Clear. Oh, I meant to point out a light in the sky. We're in the parking area. I wanted you to use that app on your phone and tell me what it is. Cause, oh, okay. Uh, so we can do that. You do know there's supposed to be some meter, so if you change flashes, that could be a uh, meteor storm. Okay. That particular light's an airplane. Yeah, I know that. Look how far our breath hangs out. It is cold. Yeah. This is camping weather, brother. <laughs> well, this area is known for UFOs. Yeah. I thought the thing was moving when I saw it, but then it was it seemed pretty stationary. I think it's it's a planet, but well, we can use it. Yeah, okay, so this road to the left goes out to that gate. Okay. Hello, what's that? Alright, so you'll start seeing bones here. And if I remember correctly, you get up over that berm. There's a creek there. Or is that just a it's hole? a puddle there. If I remember correctly, you get up over that berm, and it's, it's Bone City over there. So the odds of running into local wildlife are pretty high here. <laughs> right? I guess. You guess? Well, it was all, everything I found has been real old. I, I haven't seen any, like... New stuff, which makes yeah. it... Well, oh, my gosh, there you That's go. That's what I was trying to tell you. You didn't yeah. see that? <laughs> I said, yeah. You said, you guess, and I said, yeah, you guess. So I was oh, pretty yeah. smart ass, and I flashed a flashlight on it. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah. Just so you guys know, there's, like, two fresh deer carcasses, like, right here in front of us. Yeah. Well, I say we come back during the day and look for bones. That's kind of fruitless to being here oh you're right I guess that's where they dump dump the dead one on a buck you want to go eyes eating out first to go right yep there's a leg bone there there's a scapula yeah there's bones around both yearlings, because he just has buttons on his head. What a shame. This might have been hit by cars. I think so. I, they probably get a lot, and they just bring them here and dump them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, look, there's more there. Here. here. Right boom. Yep. Yeah, here's a scapula. There's a hole. Vertebrae, there's another leg bone. So let, let me ask you this is this creepy feeling the fact that there's been so many animal bodies laid back here? Or what? Well, I don't, I don't think so because, uh, you know, you know, me and bones, they don't particularly bother me. Yeah. No, it's just, I think it's just the way the I don't know. Hopefully, that, that puddle will dry up because that's where I found the skulls before. That puddle wasn't there.
come back during the day with a canvas bag or something and just pile them in. Because Allison wants some too. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people come back here. No. I doubt it. Well, I've only been here. Huh? This is my third or fourth time, but all the other times were during the day. I never saw anybody even walking. Not that I tend to come during peak times, but... I think we'll wait. It's going to take a while for them to, to come, for them to get eaten up and be compensated. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there's others. If that if that puddle on the other side dries out, that's where I found... That's where... There's a bunch. Because I popped up over that berm, and I was standing there, and I was looking around, and I, I looked down, and I just, I just realized I was just standing in the middle, just in the middle of just bones, just bones everywhere. Yeah, when I saw, when I saw the truck tracks, and then I... Flashed light. I said hello. Yeah. And that's when I was looking. I said, "There we go, two deer." You See, know? I think they used to back up to, to that berm, and dump stuff over the over. I believe it. Well, now they they, they can't. There. Yeah, and that puddle. They're not going to do it. They're not going to make it a habit of making it easy or hard for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Anyone about that way? It's up to you. The ferry house is down that way. Ferry village, whatever it is. We can go out this way. I don't care. Yeah, let's explore this since you've never been on it. I actually have. I, I walked. Have? Yeah, I walked to the end of this. So it goes out to the road. It goes out to that gate, yeah. All right, well, let's just go this way then. Um, I smell it. See, I didn't smell those deer when I was up on them. Huh? I didn't smell those deer when we were right up on them, but I smell something. I don't smell anything. You don't smell anything? What do you smell? It smells like something dead. If we were right beside the deer, we would have definitely smelled them. Yeah, that's um, why I'm noting it. All right, now I'm going to be a skeptic. It is possible. There it is. I smell it. It is possible there was another dead deer. Of course. And an animal dragged it into the woods. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Or parts thereof. Yes. Yeah. If I remember, there were, like, leg bones back as far as here. That could have been just drugged there by animals. But. Oh, I believe it. The most interesting thing in that part, and I don't know if you remember mentioning this or not, Chad, is you mentioned UFOs right in that first section. I don't remember that. Yeah. You said people see UFOs around here or something like that. Yes. That was alluding to a story I have heard of a uh, former mill worker who works at the mill or did work at the mill that that I work at, paper mill. Because uh, we control the water there, mm-hmm. so we have guys who drive out to check the dam because we control the flow of the dam, even though it's a state park. And he was driving up there. I can't remember where the story was. I'll have to find it. But I remember reading it that he had seen a UFO up there and actually chased it with the vehicle. And it made a small newspaper article. And that was, that was somewhat recently. I think it might have been a, within the last 20 years. Right. You know, when I say recently. I had not remembered you said that at all until I went to edit it. And I was like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, huh, listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely forgot about that detail. Completely forgot about that. I'm glad you you mentioned that. So we make our way into the park and we push in. And I just want to say, when I edit this stuff, I'm editing out a lot of walking, you know, and a lot of like incidental conversation that, you know, not going to be real interesting to the listener. So it takes a lot longer than, than you're hearing on the recordings when I do these on-site recordings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
so we push into the park and we find this old road, which you know I, I note on the recording is called the Concrete Road. At least that's what one old timer told me they called it. We follow that to the end, and that that ends in the bone field. And I didn't even see those two dead deer when we came in there. You remarked on it. I just I don't know. I guess my head I was looking somewhere else or something. It was yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah, because I think you were. Uh, I thought you were looking in that direction, and that's why I was. I said something about it. I just assumed you saw it at first. No. And then you must have been kind of like looking off in the other direction or something. Yeah, uh, whatever it was. I, there, there's just two dead deer laying there and then a bunch of bones laying around and stuff. We, we hung out there for a while and made our way out of there. And then we made our way down to that fairy village. It's called Kadoris Mushroom World. They gave it a name. There's a little sign there. So we got special permission, thanks to Chad, to be in this park at night. One of the uh, the few local parks that we can do that. So uh, don't just come out here at night without permission, though. You want to clear it? Yeah. Do yourself a favor, and I'll get permission makes the rangers' jobs easier, right? Yep. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. What did you hear? There it is again. Maybe that was just the call. I heard it that time. Then there's something over here. Yeah, I, I know, but there's something moving over there. Sound like an animal. Oh, I'm sure. My breath is watching my vision. I know. Mine was doing it back there at the bone field. I don't know what we want to call that area. What it is. That's what I call it. So this road hasn't been driven on except by park vehicles. Since what, 1972? 1972, I no, think? No, before that. 60s. 60s? Project, six, uh, uh, project 70, 70, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they called it Project 70. So if you're of an older, older York County, I grew up knowing this area as Project 70 because in the late 60s, early 70s, it was a goal of the state, which is actually a pretty commendable one. We have a state forest or a state park within 25 miles of every Pennsylvania resident, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. If you think about it. Our parks... Got to get used to the sound of my backpack again. It's all right. Yeah, hearing stuff behind me. Our parks and state forests are free. Unlike some states, you actually have to pay to use them. Which is pretty cool in itself, too. You know? Don't you have to pay to get in some national parks, too? Uh, I think so. Shall we continue on? Yeah, we can do that. We might as well. We will pass that ferry village. Look for a little... It's a little arrow hanging off of a... A branch. On the right, obviously. And it tells you where to go back in. 
Now the ferry village is probably further than I thought it was. Yeah, your uh, estimation of distance is as bad as mine. <laughs> Good to be out. Yeah, it is. Nice night. I needed this tonight. You and me both. <laughs> My shoulder's been killing me. I've just been doing nothing but editing. I'm getting that shoulder pain back that I was having. Oh, my back's still a little warm. I'm having problems in my neck. We're old men. Yeah. yeah, but walking's the best thing for that stuff. Yeah. And I needed this spiritually, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should be somewhere along this. Is it very noticeable? I walked by it, but I did saw it. But, uh, here we go. What's this? Here. Let's go back to something. Nope. No, I didn't. It's not, I didn't have to climb over anything. It was like a little arrow kind of hung in the leaves. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I made beat you with my stick. Oh, that was an accident. I'm sorry, Tim. That's all right. You only hit my pack. Was there a noticeable trail? No, it's it's just a little cut in back. It's not it's not far back. We might even be able to see it like Hello. Hear something in the water? Yeah, yeah I thought I heard something too. Here we go. There it is back there. Cool. Neat. So the question is will the park service allow it to stay here? Yeah, I don't know. Welcome to Kadur's mushroom world. And I had built a stone hinge back there and it's gone. Well, this trail's really super popular. Yeah, I guess either I didn't build it well enough or somebody didn't like my stone hinge. I'd say let's set up a offering station, but I think this is a little too uh obvious. Yeah, people will Was this here last time? Yes. Yep, that's in my pictures. What's with the two sticks? Yeah. Yeah. Popsicle, Popsicle sticks. sticks. Yeah, I don't know. I want to bring some gnomes out and put them out here. There's <laughs> a couple of little guys. Cool though. Yeah, it's a neat thing. You want fairies? That's how you get fairies. I remember seeing something here before, a long time ago. I can't remember what it was. It was natural, whatever it was. It was like, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I can't remember what it was. Iron deposits. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are in the, uh, in the zone for that. So, yeah, so there was a furnace uh, very, very close to where we are, actually. Of course, it seems uh, all of our places of interest seem to have furnaces. We leave Kador's mushroom world and we head down. And at this point, we're, there's a big lake there that we're, be, we're basically going to make a giant loop around this lake. Uh, it's Lake yeah, Marburg. Not around the whole lake, but like a, a section of it. Uh, yeah. An the, inlet. Yeah. The, I guess the southern part of it, but it's, it's still a pretty yeah. big, pretty big section. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good size inlet. And there was a side trail that we saw. I, I'd never been up it. We, we kind of take the side trail next. So you'll note in this clip, we see eye shine and we hear stuff in the woods.
So you do know that Marburg like didn't go without a fight. Oh really? <laughs> I did not know that. Huh? I did not know that. They had to uh, take it by a lot of it by eminent domain. That gets real mushy. I think we want to go on on this way. Okay. We're going to push around. Oh, I'm in no hurry. We've gone this far. We're going to go all the way now. So they had to take it by eminent domain. Yep. And they weren't very happy with the paper mill. Yeah, I can imagine that. What's that up there? There's a malt to the left. Your light just hit it. Move it towards the left of the side of the trail. Whatever it was, it's gone. Like as you were scanning, it just caught it. I didn't hear any move though. Yeah, me either. Whoa, did you hear that? knock in that direction or a thud of some sort what's that that eye shine up there where I bit way at the end of the trail where my leg is it went away definitely eye shine though I, I thought that's what hard to see in my breath yeah it did a better we were moving might have been coyote, I couldn't tell the size of it. That's what I said, I saw something, a lump or something on the side of the trail earlier. Now my staff decides to be creaky. What's up with that? If I had to guess, I'd say it was right where those leaves are. Right. They're about. Okay, so we look the tracks. There's definitely, look, there's definitely a game trail through here. Yeah. But we would have heard something running up through there. You'd think. To the listeners, there's quite a few stories here, which is why we're, we're suddenly here poking at this place, because uh, besides the drowned town, Lon Strickler said he had the scariest. There's definitely something in the woods up there scariest event he ever had in his life up by the dam and there's the hermit who was troubled by ghosts here very nearby that light just popped up right there yeah I saw it now it's gone nope. oh, I see it is that a house? could be a house Maybe just turn their back away on. Maybe they're looking over here saying, there's weird lights in the woods. <laughs> in the 50s, there were reports of Bigfoot here. Say something's interested in us to the right. There's a big old light up there. See that? Yeah, that's got to be A woman said that a creature was living in caves. You know of any caves around here? No, not really. Yeah. Unless they're in the water down. Now, 50s would have been before the lake was here. But True, yeah. Oh, we put up in somebody's backyard? Looks like it, yeah. Like... Yeah, the, the caves could be under the lake, or uh, 
Rob County Park isn't too, too far away. And there are caves there, several. Or, you know, maybe somebody nearby has a cave on their property that we don't know about. That's true. I don't know what was there. If, yeah, I mean, if that was the only thing that happened, I would have just said, well, that was a fox or a coyote or something. Yeah. So we make our way on from there and we go to the backside. We'll call it the backside of, of the lake there. The, I guess it's the southernmost side. I think that's south, right? Southwesterly. Southwest, okay. Yeah, corner of the lake. And there's a creek that flows into the lake there. It's one of the feeder creeks for it. And you kept saying you were hearing something. Uh, we were both hearing things, but but you kept mentioning like almost like a chirping sound or something like that. Yeah, it was a real odd burbling or chirping sound. It was it was strange. It was, and it was it wasn't a bird. Mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes you know headlamps will make birds sing or whatever. And we had you know we had lights going the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot in the in the fifties. I think another one in the seventies. Not much since. I think Lon's thing happened in the eighties. When he used to be fishing a lot. I don't think he does much fishing anymore. He was out there real early one morning to go fishing. And what did he see? I think he said he ran into a ghost of a woman. I believe. I have some memory of this place. I think we are on the right track. We're along the top of this. Yeah. I'm not particularly fond of that spot. This is where I think it is. This is the spot where I don't like too much because it's open. Yeah. You got these brush right up against you and always hear sh- walking in the freaking brush during the day. Yeah. I know it's probably animals, but still a little unnerving. Yeah. So the, at night, the burn field wasn't as creepy to you. Well, could have been because I had company, too. I'm not above spooking myself out. It happens. Okay, so this is the back end of it. This is definitely the back end. So what area I'm talking about is uphill. So this is Furnace Creek, right? No. This is Cador's? I don't know which creek this is. That's running pretty pretty heartily there. I've been over that where it's just been a... Tr- Was that you? No. Heard another thump back that way. You know, something happens, we are a little ways in. I mean, not super well far in. Yeah. I mean, far enough that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, we gotta... Yeah, probably better part of a mile we gotta push out of here yet. So I have a question. All right. You might have an answer. Do you wear the yellow camo because it helps with identifying your remains? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. It, it would help, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, how many people else would wear it? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm fully on your side. You know that. <laughs> there it is. A thump? I heard a thump and a... Oh, oh, oh. 
like a warble. Not a dog warble, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like a chirping sound. That's yeah. It stops when we stop. I know, that's what I heard. Like I heard the warble. Heard that, right? Yeah. All the nuts already fell. And at one point we stopped to to listen. Then we just heard this hit and I I don't know what it was. I don't know if if something dropped from a tree or if something was thrown or if something hit nearby, but it's it's pretty clear on the tape. I'll go ahead and play that. I, that and I had a feel like an almost like spike go down my thigh. Mm. Yeah. You hearing that same sound or something different? It's that warble, yeah. Yeah. It's like ooh, 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 ooh. It's not an owl. Thought I heard something up ahead. I don't know. And at one point, I heard something that that I said I thought was a dog barking. But I listened to it again, and um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this, this is a dog. I'll go ahead and play it. You can tell me what you think. what that sounds like to me what's that that sounds like your pond bank sound yeah i don't know it's it's it's, it's definitely (laughs) it has it has that kind of same sound as your pond bank noise that you got in the show Mm -hmm. that you that was all the way back before i met you yeah it's not as low i mean but no no it, it has that same tone and and upper tone now it's not quite as deep but it has that kind of sound to it and the other thing we call it i just have labeled as warble woo Now, where part of the hike was this? Was this when we were going up the hill from the back of the... Um... This was kind of on the back end heading towards the cemetery. Oh, uh, going up the hill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was the place where we, in my dream, we zonked out. Okay. Just so you know. So, yeah, just so that for the listener notes, where we're hearing these weird sounds is where Chad's dream takes place, and we will get to that after we play some of these other clips. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So we go from there and we go to this old cemetery. In the cemetery, something, would you say it, it bluff charged us? Would you go so far as to say that? I wouldn't say it charged us, but it was coming towards us purposefully. <laughs> yeah. There was something in there and it kept it kept kind of being around us. I don't know if it was literally circling us, but it definitely around us whatever it was was interested in us yeah we, we heard it in in that one little pocket of woods and uh, it was coming towards us and the cemetery was open and it's a pretty good sizable opening and it's on what the top of a hill um, not quite at the crest but yeah. all about on the top of a small hill and we kept hearing it and it was coming towards us and then it and then it kind of backed off, and then we went down the steps that goes to because the old road goes across there, the old mm-hmm. concrete road before it drops down into the lake. We went down the old road, and we were tr- we were actually trying to circle around and see what we could see. Right. If we could see it. I mean, we ended up going back up into the cemetery because we kind of heard it up in there again. Uh huh. And whatever it was 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 definitely around us. It seemed very interested in us, but you know, we didn't see anything. But it was making plenty of noise. We knew where yeah. it was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was loud. Here we are at the cemetery. Okay, so here's a question. There's another thought. Notice that the weirdness got weirder as we got closer to here. Yeah, very much so. This is one of... uh, Two cemeteries within the state park. Mm. Well, I, this was a graveyard. I think there was a church here. It does it remain a graveyard because there was a church here, or I don't know. does it become a cemetery because the church is no longer here? I think it's a graveyard. Church is here in spirit. Have all the old stones concreted in there? And they have one monument with all the names, and that's all the stones they could rescue kind of concreted in around it. Allison has a lot of family in this cemetery. Hear that? I do hear that very audibly. That was heading towards us, wasn't it? Sounded like it. Whatever it was, stopped. Making a lot of noise. Sounded like it went that way, didn't it? Yep, so I said to get on the old road and head that way. I heard it. It's up in there. I think it was to your right. 
hooked it up by the cemetery. You want to cut back to the cemetery? Well, I'm thinking. Alright. It's not that far. You smell that? It's like su sweet. It smells sweet. Like... No, I don't. I'm not down there. Almost like honeysuckle, but not quite. There's no honeysuckle house. No. Didn't sound like it went too far, did it? No, no. Did you see eyes, or did you just hear movement up in there? I just heard it. Whatever we're chasing is right out of the edge of our right. And it's not too afraid of us. No, hell no. Man, it's hard to see through your breath. I know. now so we kind of chased that around a bit and at the end of that clip you hear me say was that an owl i asked you know we heard something i said was that an owl uh now that i listen to it especially considering the owl we recorded later i don't mm -hmm. think this was an owl Seems very, very low to be an owl. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is low. It's different than the one we heard. Yeah, it's, it's got a, that got, we knew was definitely an owl. Yeah, which comes later. It was just a woof, you know. Okay, so we start walking away from the cemetery, and we're kind of now we're on the the basically the opposite side of the lake of where we started. We're kind of across the lake from Mushroom World. We're kind of across. Yeah, could or yeah. <laughs> Across the lake from that, like all the way on the other side, we're making our way up and I stop you and I, I said, you know, this is really, really weird, Chad, but for some reason, I just got the impression that we need to go to Harry Springs. I'm on rocks. Because that's the same place where I picked up whatever I was smelling. Right here? Yeah. Something just came to me. What just came to you, Tim? Not to be all woo, but... I don't know what this means. But I just got a really, really strong impression that something is waiting for us at Harry Springs. <laughs> Possibly footprints. I wouldn't doubt that always something waiting for us at Harry Springs. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you really need to question that? No, but I mean something more. Something more. Something. I know. It's been too long since we've been there, I guess. It's been a while. Why would I get that idea in my head right now? I was the last one there. You remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Do you remember what I said that my impression was that we would find there? You said that we would find uh, footprints. We went to Harry Springs. This was what, a Thursday night that we did this? What? Yes, this was a Thursday night. So that Saturday or that Sunday? So that Sunday, I think. That Sunday, <sighs> the following Sunday, we went to Harry Springs. I think so. Yeah. And what did we find? Footprints. Yeah. <laughs> This, this is a very woo night that we had here. And it's so weird because the first part of the night, we're like, ah, nothing's going to happen. Because the woods were quiet and 
just very peaceful. And we were just like, well, it's just going to be a hike. Nothing's going to happen. And then by the time we got around the other side of the lake, things just went woo-woo. Yeah, it started out pretty calm. And, and this is by no means like out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this, this park is you know, pretty well. A lot of people go there. It's close to a major town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where we parked was like right by the road. Oh, yeah. You can hear traffic noise in a yeah. lot of these clips. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because we're that close to the road. It's just it's a people haul butt on that road and it's just loud. Yeah. It's just loud. Yeah. It comes across the lake, you know, because there's a bridge over the lake. And, you know, so it's not like we were like out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, it started out pretty calm. And then next thing you know, we're in. From Wu Land, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I guess we'll uh, we'll save that Harry Springs trip for uh, maybe patrons or something. But uh, yeah. you know, we went there and we found foot, and they were footprints. Like whatever we found were footprints. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean clearly, clearly, yeah. yeah. So we could argue what made the footprints, but they were definitely strange footprints, and they were not. If it was a person, they were completely ignoring the path. You know, they were they were going across the path, and it didn't look like boots. Um, that's all I can say. You know, it was, it was in pretty sloppy mud, the footprints. Right. And we, and we uh, I mean, how much in detail do you want me to go in about the prints? Or do you want to say that? I mean, you can you can talk a little more about them, just so people well, know that. It's not just like we found, like, hunter boot prints and went, oh, we found footprints. That checks the box, you know. No, no, no. It was it was the way we found them because initially we weren't going to go that way. Oh, that's and true. Then, yeah, and they were down. So even that going that way was was a weird instance. And then, yes, they're in sloppy mud, but we couldn't make them as deep as they were because of all the detritus that that's was on right. Top of the that's mud. right. Because you were like, yeah, because you tried to step in and I tried to step in, but beside it. And try to get it mm-hmm. as deep. And yeah, that's exactly right. We couldn't even, even though it was pretty wet, sloppy stuff, we could not get anywhere near as deep as this. No, no. We'll save the other detail for the episode. So then we make our way and we find this little kind of area along the lake. And we spent some time at. And this little clip ends with you saying, what was that? And the only way I can describe this is, is a whir. It's like, like a whirring kind of sound. Other birds, you hear that? Is that a bird? I heard it too. Is that a bird? I don't know what the hell that was. It's the same sound we were hearing over the other way. What was that? I don't know what that was. It's very high pitch. Yeah. Or a whistle maybe? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. At the beginning of this next click, we talk about hearing a fox. And I just want to note that because that we're not saying that previous sound, that whirring sound, was a fox. This is a different clip. This is a, a couple minutes later. That's a fox. Hear it? Yep. Sounds like he's right over where we were. That's definitely a fox. Yeah. That was not a priority, correct? I don't. Yeah, I think it was a fox. It sounded like a fox. Got a nice echo on it. Hopefully the recorder caught it. That goes again. Fox is really sounding off. Yeah. I just saw a light over there on the other side. Did you? Yep. 
There it was again. Like a headlamp? No, like a flash. When you said you saw the light, the fox stopped. Uh-huh. The light was over there. I know, but... It was in the woods. It wasn't in the sky. The fox stopped at the same time. That's so weird. I heard that. I saw that. Quick flip. Two quick flips. Quick, like one. I don't know. Everything I said, like the fox stopped. Yeah. It was, exactly, it was right when you said you saw it. That's an owl. Okay, that clip ends with you, Chad, saying, that's an owl. So let me go ahead and play that now. No fireflies in November. There's no fireflies here. Let's see now, I just saw a blip, the yellow. Right up, right up on the edge of the woods there near the lake. Oh, what was that? What? It was up higher in the trees. I saw your blip, I think, or another one like it. Was it back in there? Yeah. There it goes. There, there it is, yeah. yeah. What is that? It's moving. Isn't it? Went down into the trees. No doubt. That, that's, that was that moving. That moving. That's an airplane there. Look at it moving, though. Look at the way it's moving. That's not a freaking airplane. You don't think? The way it came up and bounced? No. You're right. Look at it bouncing. It's like... Just to see it speed up. Yeah, and it's like, it's going back and forth. There's a light down in here, too. Yeah, I just saw it. Absolutely saw that flash. That is not an airplane. Like, it went like this. Yep, and it's moving like... That it is moving in really inconsistent ways. Like, jumpy. I saw another one back in there, too. In the trees. Dude, that was like my first UFO. Yeah, I think that was a UFO. I think that counts. The way that was moving that up. That was my first, and it wasn't a meteor. No. Like, I've never seen a UFO until now. That was weird. It just went down into the trees. Yep. Came up. Paused. And, and it was doing this kind of movement. Yeah. I mean, I'm like... That's, yeah, that's, that was real close. Yeah, to the yeah, I see it moving. I'm exaggerating, but that's that's the kind of thing it was doing, like like jerking like that. Yeah. I did. Knock, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just make sure we're talking about the same thing. Dude, there was another one, another UFO, came down through this way. Wasn't that up there? It like went, huh. but look closer. I have never seen a UFO till now. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's two now. Now was it coincidence that all this started after we heard the owl hoot? I didn't even think about that. I just saw one as I looked over from my peripheral in the trees, closer to us. No, right where the other ones were. All out back here. Over here a little bit more. Right now. Like, come over more. Like in there. Okay, yeah, the one I saw was like over in here. Okay. It was, it was in the sky. When reddish? Yellowish. Yellowish. This was reddish. So we just hiked through all of that. Whoop. Yep, right in there. Right here? Follow my. Yep. Right in there. What color was it? Yellow, I think. 
Yep, there was another one right there. What is going on? Oh, yep. It was like a quick flash. Yeah. What I saw was like a multiple, bop, 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 like flash balls going off for a second in the trees. I just saw a red light. Yeah. And it might be a plane. In the sky? Yeah, above the trees. Right in that gap there. Here? No, no, no. Over between the between the two trees. It's kind of where we were looking before. Come around, come around, come around. In that gap between the two trees right oh, there. Here. Yeah. It was in the sky above the trees. So. Whatever we were seeing was not freaking meteors. No. No. Meteors don't move like that. Neither do planes. Well, the lights in the woods sure as hell weren't meteors. No, exactly. No, you don't understand. The meteor came down and flew into the woods and... Lit them on fire. <laughs> And that was definitely an owl. And you can hear the difference between that and the other clip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. We stood there by the lake for a while. And right after the owl, so we had heard a fox too. We heard a fox. And I tried to pull the recording out because the fox sounded really cool when we were standing there. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. There was a fox across the lake like where we were previously. So where we were standing was like a, a, a little stone beach. And we could see the whole inlet laid out before us. We could see the back of the cove. We were facing more directly to where Todoros Mushroom World was, and then there was all this mist coming up. Yeah. We were just sitting there taking in the whole, you know, because it was pretty. It was, it was pretty beautiful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A nice night. Very nice night. We heard the foxes, and we heard, you know, across the lake, echoing across the lake. I really, I tried to pull it out of the recording, but it just, I just couldn't do it. Oh, that um, sucks, because it was really cool call. And then we heard and, the fox again like on the same side we were on probably a different fox maybe answering the other fox then we hear the owl and then after the owl that's when things start getting interesting mm -hmm. we start seeing lights in the woods and you saw them first and not that i doubt you i mean you know i've done this with you enough where i know you're not going to make stuff up or anything but you know everyone's prone to to be wrong here and there right you know Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've both been wrong many times. Sure, sure. So when you said you start seeing lights, I'm, I was just kind of like, oh, well, I didn't, you know, I mean, I didn't see him. What's he talking about? And what are the chances? Like, now we're going to see lights? <laughs> then I started looking, and we started seeing lights. We started seeing lights in the woods. And correct me if I'm wrong, the position of these lights would have been about the position where your dream takes place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they were off to the right on that hillside. We did see some other ones. We did. On the other side, but a lot of them were over on that section. Mm -hmm. And they started right after the two foxes called and after the owl hooted. Yeah. I mean, almost just like that. Yeah. And it just, everything went quiet. Like all the animals just went quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no more foxes after that. No, no. Then at some point we see a light, and you're like, you said, well, that's an airplane. I think you just assumed it was because it was in the sky. I, I did. Yeah. I just made the assumption that was just an airplane because, so this was towards the back of the cove. Mm -hmm. 
up in the sky, and I, I just was like, oh, that's just an airplane. Yeah, because the other lights we were seeing were were in the trees. They were literally yeah in in the trees. Yep. But something about this, I was looking at, and then it it just dropped below the trees kind of quick, and I was like, was that an airplane? And then it came back up, and it just was not moving at all like an airplane. Really erratic and just weird quick movements and then quick stops. And and it, you could hear it in the clip. I just said, that's not an airplane. That's not an airplane. And then you, well, looked, what? you, you looked at <laughs> it ahead, again. You're like, you, you agreed. You're like, oh, no, that is not an airplane. <laughs> so No, because when you first said it, I just kind of offhandedly, and it was wrong of me to do it, I just offhandedly was like, that's just a plane. Like I didn't give it a – I admit, I didn't give it a direct – it's not that I didn't take you seriously. I didn't give it a direct look because I just assumed. Yeah, well, it's in the sky. You know? We're so used to looking for lights in the woods. You know, I don't blame you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And this was a different light than the lights in the woods. It yeah. wasn't the same at all. No, no. No. Drops down below the trees, pops back up again, then does all this weird movement and zips off, right? Yeah. Somewhere on the recording – I swear we talked about it. We we asked each other, like, what did? How would you describe it? And how would you describe it? I can't find that on the recording. So maybe, maybe I. Are you? I'd stop. Are you serious? I think I must have stopped the recording because that was later. That was after we got back to the cars that we talked about it. Uh, Okay. I must have stopped the recording and not realized it. In any case, I couldn't find it on there. But you know, we agreed it was. It was a you know reddish light. It had kind of blinked out and, and came on white right i'm trying to remember now it, it had it would blink it would blink white then red yeah white was, then red it was one light these weren't two lights like on the wings of a plane or anything this yeah was, yeah exactly like and the whole body of whatever it was was illuminated this wasn't wing lights right right because where the white it would blink white and then where the red would blink would be in the exact same spot where the white was yeah yeah, and as just as much intensity. Where if it was an airplane, they would be slightly in different positions. Right, exactly. And in different intensities. Right, and, and more more than that, the movement of this thing is just there's no plane that can move like this. No, because it, it, at first it was like coming down, almost like it was falling when it kind of went behind the trees. Now, when we say behind the trees into the trees, we didn't mean like down into the trees, below the horizon or where the trees were, correct? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it came up and then it kind of hovered there, but it didn't hover steady. It kind of like whirled around mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Like moved. Then it moved side and then and then all of a sudden it when it was whirling around when I mean whirling around, I don't mean like spinning like a top, but like kind of moving slightly in a circle. And then all of a sudden it just moved at high speed. And then stopped and whirled around again, then went down into the trees, then coming back up again, whirled around, and then it just zipped off. Just zip, just gone. I mean, zip, yeah. Man. The whole thing was what? Was it about a minute? I mean, it was it was doing this when because when it was whirling around, it was it was hanging there for a little bit. It was a, at least a minute that we saw this thing moving. Yeah, I should have timed it when I was doing the editing because you know. I, when we weren't talking, I clipped out points, so it might be shorter than that. Yeah, as people listen to it, maybe it yeah. was maybe it was forty seconds, something like that. But it was it was yeah. a good long time that we got to see this thing. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't like we saw it for ten seconds. No, it, this was no. at least forty-five seconds to a minute that this thing was doing its thing. Yeah, yeah. And the light that was blinking, it wasn't like it went white, red, 
white, red, but it wasn't like constant. No. You know what I mean? It was a different the pattern would change. Yeah. The pattern of the blinking. Yeah. So it, that definitely is what blew my mind that it wasn't an airplane. That and just the erratic flight. Right. And somebody so I was I was telling somebody about this like the night of via text and they said mm-hmm. it was a drone. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I love when people tell me what I saw, right? They they weren't there, and they're going to tell me what I saw. Uh, If it was a drone, it would have had to have been a huge drone. A a massive, massive drone. And then I don't know even drones that can move that quickly and that erratically, really. No. And and like I said, when it tilt, if it was a drone, they kind of tilt a little bit when they move to, um, when they go from, you know, from a motion. And then when they go to stop, they kind of do that. They kind of tilt back the other way. Mm-hmm. And a helicopter has to do the same thing. And there's no way with the the speed it moved, the way it kicked from one speed and to the other and how fast it stopped off that initial you know, streaking, there's no way it could have been. Dragged. Yeah, I just I just cannot see anything, any drone that could move that quickly with that kind of stop and start, you know, precision stops and, and zipping away at that speed. Yeah, it was the precision of it. That's the perfect word for it. And yeah. just the size, you know, from the distance we saw it, it would have been have to have been huge. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say whatever it was, it was not a drone. I'm, I'm sorry. No. It was not a drone. No. The other thing and is in, in that clip, you said you saw another one. I didn't see the, the other one. You said you saw another one kind of zip down. It must have been a very brief thing because mm-hmm. I, I didn't see this that one at all. So... You must have seen that one. I was kind of, I was hearing stuff, and you can hear at some point we hear a knock too during this, and I couldn't pull the knock out, but we both heard it. You said, "Did you hear that?" I said, "Yeah, it was a knock, right?" He said, "Yeah." So yeah. there was there was other stuff going on besides these lights in the woods around us, and I was just kind of, I think my attention was kind of split. And you saw the second UFO, but I did not. I was just blown away because honestly, this was the first UFO I've ever seen. Yeah. And you said as much yeah. on, on the recording, yeah. So very interesting night. You know, had it been earlier in the night, I think we would have headed towards those lights in the woods. But it was just mm-hmm. we were just you know we'd hiked all around that lake already and done that whole side trail and stuff. And it was getting later, and you had to work the next day and so forth. So we called it a night, but kind of wasn't the end of the night for you because you had this no. dream. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So uh, we're working in. UFOs to the stuff. We got the weird lights. We got whatever sounds we were hearing. We got whatever was running around us in the bush and so forth. And we got this fairy village, this Kador's mushroom world. And then you have this dream. And again, we, we, you know, where we said to people to note, it's on that, not quite on the backside. It's like as we're coming up to the cemetery, coming up the hill, is the place in your where, where this dream takes place. Yeah, how, where it is is if you're on the back side of that, of the cove, the trail goes across a, a bridge, then it starts to go up at the hill at an angle. It starts to go back up the hill, and it's pretty steep in that section. And that's where we had heard some noises, too. I think we actually stopped once or twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where this, we heard that, that hit, whatever that was. Okay. That's where yep. we, we heard the, the dog bark that probably wasn't maybe wasn't a dog bark maybe and where the, who knows? the the warble woo was yeah 
Um, so we we had some weird noises there too. Yeah, yeah. You go home and you have this dream. So once again, like the pandemonium dreams, it was a, a dream in place. In other words, um, not that you were in the place when you had it, but it takes place in that park. Yeah. Were we in your dream back in the hike, basically, that we were on that night? Yes, we were walking on the trail, going in the same direction um, from the back of the cove, and we, we were going up the hill where we had heard those noises. Mm-hmm. That's where it happened. All right. So tell the dream. It's pretty pretty wild stuff. Yeah. So this was really disconcerting to me, to be honest, because I woke up in a sweat. I was terrified, and it really um, freaked me out. Basically, we were uh, walking out of the back of the cove. We were starting to ascend the hill. All of a sudden, you fell. And when you fell, your your headlamp went out. So I went back to help you, you know, which I would do. You know, I wouldn't just leave you there. Yeah, this you know? isn't something like out of question from happening, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. This is something that has happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but your light went out, which, you know, that normally wouldn't happen. So I went to pick you up. And I asked if you were okay. And when you got up, that's when my headlamp also went out. So everything then was dark. We neither one of us could see anything. And, you know, it's just like everything went completely black, like as if you had closed your eyes. So it wasn't like we were standing in the dark woods and we were seeing stars and all that stuff. So then I woke up and I was lying on my side. And I, it was like I was sleeping, and I was lying down. And I had a feeling that you were somewhere near me, like kind of sort of behind me. So we were like on the side of the hill, mm-hmm. and you were somewhere behind me. And we were down near the lake. We were on the hillside, and I was looking down towards the lake. And you were somewhat off to the side near my head, but off away. From, I couldn't see you, but I could hear you. Okay. And there were two individuals sitting down by the lakeside, and they were sitting by a campfire, and they were sitting on two logs. One was on one side of the campfire, and one was on the other. And they were facing each other, and they were talking to each other, and they were talking like in low murmurs. You know, they were just kind of like, they were murmuring. I couldn't quite understand what they were saying. And he just kept continuously murmuring. And I was looking at them like on a profile. Like they were both, they were sideways. Mm-hmm. They weren't facing me at all. They were facing each other. And I was looking at them sideways. And I could see like by the, the only glow was from the firelight at that time. They were wearing clothes like outdoorsmen would wear from the 1930s or 40s. <laughs> so if you look at like the old Woolrich ads, or uh, ads for like old shooting ads, like for old Remington or firearm ads, or, mm-hmm. or or the ads. I think maybe Norman Rockwell might have done some. Sure. They had on those style of clothing, and uh, uh, the so, one so checked shirts. Well, I was getting there. Okay. <laughs> so one had on he had on a beanie, you know, had on like a, a beanie style hat, right. or took as Canadians would call it. And he had on a green wool coat, and he had on brown pants with the tall lace-up boots. And what they would do is they would, they would wear socks out of their lace-up boots 
Mm-hmm. And the socks would poke up. You know, they would poke their pants inside the socks. Sure, yeah. And I, and I could see his socks were red. The other one had a beard. The other one was clean shaven. And the other one had a beard. He had on a, a broad brim hat. And he had on a plaid wool coat. <laughs> red and black check. So, there. There's your checks. He had on those uh, brown pants with the same boots and the same socks. So, but I couldn't see their faces. I can only see their clothes and I could just see the, like the faint outline of their face. Like I could see like shapes. Like I, I could tell the one guy definitely had a beard. So as they're murmuring the whole time, they're just like, just like that, just constant. Were they both kind of going at the same time or were they? Like- yes. Yes. It was like they were both facing each other and they had their elbows on their knees looking at each other from across the fire. It wasn't like a huge roaring bonfire. It was just like an unnormal, I mean, is there, is there such a thing as a normal size campfire? Right. It's just, I, I get you though. Yeah. And, and they're just, they had their hands on their knees and they're facing each other and they're looking at each other and they're just going, and then I would catch snatches of their conversation over the fire. You know, the fire was crackling away. And so they would be talking and one of them would be like, one was murmuring and he'd be like, how'd they get here? Then I would hear, they shouldn't have been here. <laughs> then I heard, not their time. And then this was really weird. I think the one said, I think I've seen the one before. And, and as, the, as they're saying this stuff, it's going back and forth. Like the, ones talk, the one says one thing, and the one, they're still murmuring at the same time. So it'd be like, how they get here? They shouldn't have been here. Right. So after they said, I think I have seen the one before, the other one said, the one is new. Then it went back to the next one. Two of them. Two of them was, was the last thing I heard, heard them say. Then I heard a whisper from you, from where you were, where I had the impression where you were. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell if it was you. I just heard a whisper. So the whole time I was trying to move, you know, I was like fighting to move, but I, I couldn't move. It was just like kind of laying on my side, staring at them. I could see them, but I couldn't talk or I couldn't move. But right. But it was just weird, you know, the, the, the conversation they were having between each other. So I was trying to reach for my knife, and I was reaching for it. And at first I couldn't get my hand on it. And then uh, somehow I was able to roll a little bit, and my hand brushed the top of the handle. So then I was able to just, I was able to move the one hand. I was slowly able to uh, pull the knife out. And while I was doing this, you know, I was so, at that time, I was more engrossed on trying to get the knife up. I didn't realize that they had gotten up and they came up. They walked up the hill a little bit and they were looking at me. And then all of a sudden they were just lit up by this beam of light. So they had gotten up, they walked up the hill from the fire. They were looking at me because I guess they heard me moving. That's just me assuming, but that's just what happened in the dream. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they were lit up by the beam of light, and uh, I thought it was maybe from your, your headlamp, but I couldn't tell. It, mm-hmm. it kind of came off like where I was laying. It kind of came off from over behind me, and it went right on them. And then I just, when I saw them, I was like, oh, my God, they actually were grays. <laughs> yeah, and this freaked me out because I have never, ever to this time, 
of dreams about grace. I so I knew and, this was you know, they coming. They had the large black eyes. They had the small mouth, and the one you know that had the plaid jacket and the broad print mat. He had a beard, and that was just like so weird. You know, they had it, he had this big thick beard with the gray face, and <laughs> it freaked me out because I was like, I was kind of horrified. Not like fear, fear, but like it just didn't seem right. They, they're not right. No, no, they're just not right. No, 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 no. The, so no. you told me this dream, you know, the day after or whatever, and yeah, and I knew it was coming, and you know, I've had time to contemplate this. I still got chills throughout this dream, and you know, like a different part. I'm having chills now, just telling you complete about complete chills when you said this. So eerie. It's like such an eerie thing. Yeah, and and when the light flashed on them. It was like I could see them in super detail. You know, before I could make, I could see their clothes by the glow of the campfire, but I couldn't see their face. And then when this light flashed on them, they're like standing there, and, and I could see the light, you know, reflecting back out of their eyes. You know, they had the black eyes, and their skin was just like, I don't want to say slimy, but it was like glistening. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Like it was... Yeah, yeah. Like they were sweating a lot or something, and it just, it was just horrifying looking at these things. And... And, and it just scared the Jesus out of me. And I remember in the dream, I was like, ah, oh, and it, it just wasn't right. So they saw me reaching for my knife. And the one said to me, that won't do you no good. We are not real. Remember? <laughs> that's oh, that's what again. they said. Chills yeah. again. Oh. Like the the mouth didn't move. This was the bearded one and said this to me. His mouth didn't move, but that's what I heard him. I heard the voice. You know, it's like he was like, and that was scary. As shit. You know, that won't do you no good. And then when he said, "We are not real," and he goes, "Remember," oh. like he's stressed to remember. Huh. So I don't know if that was like remember the dream, or remember, you know, remember that you know we're not real. Remember. Right. Like it was mocking me. Right. So then they walked towards us. They started walking towards us and I yelled and I rolled and I rolled and then that, and then all of a sudden you sat up. It was like all of a sudden I, you were there and you sat up from where you were laying and you pointed at him and you were looking at him and you started saying words. I don't know what the heck you said. It was just like you were just like murmuring words. And you're staring at them, and you're looking at them, but you're looking through them. Hmm. And you're pointing at them. Like, you pointed at them. You were looking at them. Did you ever see – the only way I could describe the face. Did you ever see – and this is so funny. It shows how old I am. You remember the old Dungeons & Dragons book, Hard Bound book, Unearthed Arcana? Don't believe I had that one. Okay. Well, there's this wizard – on the on the front of the page and he's like staring off into space and he's got real big like his pupils are real big and he's got real big eyes you know like it's like he has like he's doing divination magic right like he had inhaled something and he's like staring at you know just staring blankly and looking off in one direction and that's what you were doing you're pointing at him looking off in one direction you didn't blink your eyes were real big and you were just murmuring something oh weird and that's when i woke up wow and I, I mean, I woke up, I was freaked out. I mean, yeah. I was freaked. And I think you asked me if I remember my dreams from the night before. I did not. I did. I had no recollection of the dreams I had that night. So, 
I would love to say that I was somehow in that dream yeah, as well. But did, but, but... Didn't you say something though? There, you said there were, you had some, you had taken a medicine or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said you were, you were kind of out of it. And in the, in this dream, you were out of it. Yeah. I, like was... I yeah, I had taken some, uh, so I have my uh, medical marijuana card and I had taken some medical marijuana before bed, which tends to zonk me out. Yes. No, you had taken some medicine and you were zonked out. And in the dream, you were just really incoherent in, in that session. Yeah. yeah. And it just terror. this whole thing just terrified me. You know, during the dream, when I saw them, I was terrified because it was just like, you know, that the conversation they had when you're murmuring to each other, you know, like, how did they get here? They shouldn't have been here. Not their time. And they said, I think I've seen the one before, and the one is new, two of them. And then I'm thinking, am I going to start dreaming about greys now? Which, honestly, freaks me out, because yeah. I've never had that before. Yeah, they're so wrong. They're just not right. Like, there's something about, no. there's just, something about them that's not right. When you saw them, would you say they were, like, normal human-sized when they were, like, walking up to you? Yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't like, they weren't, uh, like, short. They weren't, tiny. Yeah, okay. No, they weren't tight, tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, you know, you could tell they were like a little thinner, mm-hmm. you know, but they weren't like out of them, out of the norm of thin people. Right. You know, right. They, they weren't like tiny, tiny little guys and they were, they were the same, you know, height, but it just, it freaked me out just, especially the one with the beard. Cause it, it just didn't seem right. You know, you have yeah, this so weird. Yeah. So great wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed wrong. That's the best way to describe it. I talked to someone else and they said the same way, like they just seemed wrong. Yeah. And that's the best way to describe it. it. Just the whole thing was just like, you know, not right. Yeah. <sighs> so all that said, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to go back there. I don't know if there's some connection between that area and Harry Springs. I don't know why I got that impression when we were there. Or, yeah, and that was odd too because you just all of a sudden stopped in the trail and just said that. Yeah, yeah, I, it's so weird. Yeah, what a strange thing. But we're gonna have to go back. Yeah, I mean we have to now. Yeah, I, I mean we even discussed this like we were just trying to decide if there was missing time. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. And we were discussing to make sure that there wasn't any missing time. Cause I was concerned about that too. I've had missing time episodes. I mean, you have too. Mm-hmm. And we were never lost. No, no. We, it, it's a pretty clear trail. Oh yeah. 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 Around, it's easy, around easy trail. Yeah. It's not a difficult trail to hike. No, it just, I was concerned. Like, you know, I, I was like, was this dream, you know, the whole part with like, we're not real. Remember, you know, it was right. like, Right. Did this really happen? <laughs> yeah, and the, the or, fact that that it took place on that hill, which I don't know if you remember, but it, it again, it's on the recordings. Chad hasn't heard the edited recordings, so we're, we're recording this without him having heard it. So uh, I don't, you know, necessarily know what he remembers. But you, you were saying like as we were in that part, you're like, yeah, this is the part I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, because I've had some weird noises happen there before. And that's, in that section. that's you know, right before the cemetery where we had whatever happened that, you know, whatever was, you know, seemed to be interested in us anyway, around there was animal or other. Uh, and then again, when we got to the place when we were looking back and seeing the lights, they, were, they would have been coming right from that area. Most of them. 
yeah uh, not the ufo but the, the lights in the woods we were seeing yeah i don't know so yeah very very strange and again at the beginning of this hike we were when when not much happened at that bone field i think we were both kind of like oh okay we're just on the hike tonight you know yeah which was fine yeah you know, it's, yeah we, i'm 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 good to hike anytime like that's, it doesn't doesn't have to be woo woo time you know every time we hike but uh certainly again when we got around the back side it was like okay here it comes like this is going to be a thing so i don't know um I, let, let me ask you a question i just thought of something sure did all this start after we went to Kadora's Mushroom World. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, not saying that, you know, that's a man-made thing, but... Right. No, no, I mean, but I even said... It's just, do, a, do you just want an fairies? observation. Yeah, do you want fairies? This is how you get fairies. I actually said that on the tape. Like, <laughs> I, I come, yeah, yeah, it's not lost on me that, <sighs> that, you know, that's there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh exciting night, and... You know, I'm I'm super excited to go back, and uh, like we mentioned on the recording, don't go there at night without permission. We had special permission. Uh, you can get permission to go there at night, apparently. Well, at least, yeah. At least, at least we did. Don't just show up there at night, but uh, we will be going back, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one more thing. Does that count as a flannel man thing? I mean... Or is, it, or is that a flannelian? I'm kind of counting it. I don't know. You know, it's under the general umbrella of entities in, in check or plaid. Yeah, well, it really wasn't a visitation, though. And, and, no, uh, no, but uh, it's certainly, you know, somehow <sighs> tangentially related, we'll say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to count it. Yeah, it's just like I said, it was a very, very unnerving dream. And, you know, it, I was... The biggest thing, I was wondering if you had had something that night, too, because, you know, because I was like, yeah. oh, great. Now I'm in this. Now I'm going to start having dreams about grace, which I'm not particularly well, you know, fond of. The one thing that it recalled to mind when we were talking about me being out of it and, and your dream and so forth was when I was in West Virginia, I had that dream that the grays were texting me. And, uh, you know, Allison sleeps the light on. She won't sleep with the light off because of Flannel Man and other things. And the Greys texted me in that dream, when you sleep with the light on, you were only avoiding confrontation with us. And that night that you had that dream, I would have, you know, I was sleeping in the same room with Allison, so we would have had the light on. So I wonder if that contributed to it as well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, very strange. That's weird. Maybe I should start sleeping with the light on now. Nah. Or a light. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, uh, we will we will return to Cadoris and we will continue this uh, some other time and see see what else happens. Chad, before I let you go, you added some new stuff to Ruck Rabbit recently. What's new with Ruck Rabbit? Oh man, a lot. Uh, we've added a, a ton of new wool. I think I've added a new coat, a new set of wool rich stuff. Also added a wool blend shirt for those who don't want full blown wool. Oh, I think we have. Two full-size axes right now. Just added a hatchet tonight. We just sold our one hatchet, and we still have our one the one really uh, good vintage axe hatchet that we've had on there for a while. It's a Sid Axe-worthy hatchet from Parker Tools. If I already didn't have a big collection, I probably would have kept that myself. We added more ferro rods, which we always sell a lot of. I think I actually added a backpack. The first time I've actually added a backpack to the uh, to the site. I'd add more, but they're just, they're too big and bulky mm -hmm. for shipping. 
mm-hmm. and a lot of knives. I mean, there's a lot of knives on there. There must be at least ten knives on there. And things I, I put a pan on a cold handle carbon steel pan, which are really nice. I like using them because they're lightweight, but they act like cast iron, mm-hmm. and they're really nice. They're lightweight. You can take them in the woods. It's that pan I used when we were at Pandemonium sure. to cook over the fire. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good pans. You have to season them. I can't keep them on the site. I, I put one on, I think, yesterday or the other day, and it sold in 24 hours. What are these market so, wallets? Oh, the market wallets? Oh, they're cool. They're cool. So how that started was a friend of mine. A new, fr- a new guy who's been camping with us who kind of joined our group, he gave us one of those market wallets as a gift. And what it essentially is is a, um, a muslin pouch. It's your mus- muslin or linen. I can't remember which one it is, but it's like a white muslin or linen. And it's 16 inches long by 4 inches wide and has a strip in the, in the middle. And they're embroidered with the Ruck Rabbit logo and either a khaki or a forest green. And what a market wallet is, is something that before people had pockets like Middle Ages, especially during the 1700s, they would take these pouches with them to market and they would carry their valuables in them. And you could either twist it and put it over your belt or you can just drape it over your belt. And the cool thing about it is with the slit in the middle, you have a backside and you have a front side. So you end up with basically two uh, pouches like I usually drape mine over my uh, overbelt you can pull down the back side a little bit and you can and you can access the slot in the middle and get stuff out of the back or you can pull it forward and access the slot and get the stuff out of the front it's a real cool product it really oh, it's a is a neat I, idea it's super neat yeah I was looking did at I, them did I give you one no no but I'll, I saw I saw I'll, them when you put them up okay I'll have to give you one what color you want so you can play with it because it's, it's a cool I mean I use mine all the time I usually use mine for foraging. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll usually I'll forage. Um, I, I made a video on it. So I think it's on Facebook if you want to see the video on how to use it. I couldn't upload the video to Etsy because it was too long. Gotcha. But I'll usually, I'll usually use mine like the front. I'll forage like fire-making materials. And if I find pieces of quartz and stuff for flint and steel, I'll put that in the back. Or if I'm foraging for food or tea items, like, you know, if I want to make tea berry or tea berry tea i'll you know gather the leaves put them in or if i'm if i want some pine needle tea or eastern hemlock tea i'll uh, gather those materials and put them in in the bag as i'm walking mm-hmm. so that way i don't have to like stop and pull a special pouch out you know with it with it there on my belt it's it's easily ac- accessible so it's just something that it's just handy if you know if it's something that you want to that you want to easily access something and and it has a historical significance. You know, it's a it's a new product we make and it has the embroidery, but it, you know it's it's a historical you know thing that people actually use, which really goes with our vibe. Yeah, yeah, so. it's, it's super cool. I think I will be putting uh, various gifting knickknacks in mine. But that would be perfect for that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So yeah, I'll make sure I'll get you one. And um, they're cool. They're not expensive. It's a cool little gift, you know, for Christmas. You know, good stocking stuffer for. for Anybody who hikes or if they're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's neat. It's a totally neat so, idea. Yeah. And uh, people can find Ruck Rabbit Outdoors on the Etsy. Yes. Yes, on the Etsy, just where they can find strange familiars. All right. Your, so. The Ruck Rabbit Outdoors link is always in the show notes, everybody, but uh, I'll make sure to make sure it's at the top. 
for this episode so people can find it easily. Is it, yep. is it Ruck Rabbit Outdoors, one word, your shop name? It's Ruck Rabbit, which is one word, and then Outdoors. And that is, okay. All right. Yeah. and and Because um, if they type in that name, that should come up on Etsy too. Oh, absolutely. Other than the Ferro Rods, which is a standard product we carry, and the new market wallets and the patches and the uh, T-shirts, where we're actually almost out of patches. I don't have a lot of them left, so it's only a matter of that. And once that edition has gone, it will be another color edition, but it won't be the green anymore. But other than that, everything else is like a spe- special vintage item. And yeah, a lot of one of a kind stuff in your shop. Yeah, a lot of one of a kind. And you know, anybody asks me questions, if they have any questions about the items, feel free to contact me. All right, Chad. All thanks, right. thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no problem, man. And uh, hopefully, we'll get out here soon. Sounds good. <laughs> so, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We had quite the compliment of paranormal stuff going on there, Allison. We had grays in plaid and uh, premonitions of footprints and things that go bump in the night and things in the brush that were at least interested in us, as I said. But we didn't have any black dogs. <laughs> I love you. You laugh at my... Your attempts at seamless segues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nor did we find any puppies on the trail. I know that because we would have a puppy in the house if you found a puppy on the trail. <laughs> But if we had... Yeah, at night, found a puppy on the trail Mm -hmm. that you wanted to pick up, which seems like a great idea, from both a rabies concern and a weird spiritual concern. (laughs) I'm not leaving a puppy out there. If I find a puppy on the trail, I'm bringing it. You know what that is? You know what a random puppy in the woods next to a cemetery is? Bait? No, I was going to say that's that's the black-eyed children of (laughs) spiritual canines, (laughs) spectral canines of the cemetery wouldn't they always occur as like little puppies and then you bring them home and the next morning like oh i ate your arm it's grown into a full-size demon dog yeah well i have full faith (laughs) that natural or supernatural i could get help training any puppy i brought home and in 90 days that spectral canine of doom would be the perfect puppy yes 90 days to the perfect puppy they can help you with your canines of all origin, whether you need help with potty training, fear and nervousness, mouthing and biting, barking, if your puppy is chewing on furniture, shoes, or other things it shouldn't be chewing on, hyperactivity, crate training, leash training, and more, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can teach you what to do, but they can also teach you what not to do. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. With their relationship-based approach to training, They can help you and your puppy become perfect for each other. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. I would also just like to thank Tina and all of the Perfect Puppies for helping us all year round. Absolutely. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy is a wonderful sponsor of Strange Familiars, and they too help us make more shows for you. So I found this postcard for our curiosity of the week here. We've had fortune-telling postcards before that were sort of generic. We had the palmistry postcard where you just it kind of told you how to do basic palm reading. And we've had some that are specific to your birthday. You know, like here's the fortune for Aries for 1907 or whatever it was. Things aren't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 1908. And this seems to be an actual postcard from a fortune teller 
who told fortunes by the mail, kind of like your psychic hotline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the psychic hotline. As best I can tell, the fortune teller's name was Vesper, maybe? That's how it's signed. It either looks like Vesper or Vester. I'm going to say Vesper, maybe. And on the front, it says, you were born under a lucky star, but should avoid blunders. And it's underlined, I believe that's the fortune that the fortune teller wrote on there. But on the back, it also says, I cannot hardly tell you what to do now, Vesper. So it does seem to be a message from the fortune teller. Really, really interesting card. The stamp's on upside down. I'm not sure if there's symbolism in that from the (laughs) fortune teller. It comes from Lucas, Kansas. We did look up fortune tellers in Lucas, Kansas and did not find this person. So, you know, I don't know. It's going to someone else in Lucas, Kansas. So I guess she was a locally known fortune teller, I guess. I don't know. But really, really interesting piece of ephemera. If you go to the show notes at strangefamiliars.com under this episode, you'll see an image of this card. You can click on it. It'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this and other curiosities of the week. We still have some frozen Charlotte dolls. We still have some of those pain pills, pain tablets that we had on a bit back and a couple images, I think. We have a couple photos in there and so forth. Plus all the products from Timland. Yes. While you're at our Etsy shop, you can pick up t-shirts. We have All sizes of Strange Familiars t-shirts in right now, from small to 3XL. I have some prints of my artwork in there. We restocked the prints that are the cover to Where the Footprints End, Volume 2, my favorite Bigfoot art I've ever done. They're remark prints, so you get a print and you get a remark, which means I draw an original drawing in the borders of the print. You get the print of the artwork, but it's got some original art on it as well. All of my books are there. Everything is in stock right now. Well, all of my books except for The Witch Cloud, and we'll talk about that in a minute. If you purchase books from us, they come signed. I sign them automatically. And we have other things in the Etsy shop as well. The shop name is Lost Grave, one word. But if you type in Strange Familiars, you should see our stuff come up. So speaking of The Witch Cloud, we got a new shipment of the hardcover books. Possibly the last shipment of hardcovers we're going to do. So we have those in stock now. If you were waiting, your book should have been sent out this week or last. We have plenty in stock. They're going to be in stock for a while. But this is uh, the last run of hardcover books we're going to do. So you get the book, you get a woven patch, you get a sticker, and you get the full download of The Witch Cloud, which is, I keep forgetting to check myself on this. If I did my math right, I think it's over three hours of audio. You get the audiobook slash on-site podcast is kind of a combo of both. You get an extra on-site podcast that we did with Soraya when he came down, and you get the Black Happy Day music, the first Black Happy Day song we recorded in over 15 years. That is The Witch Cloud. The reviews that we've gotten have been stellar on this. People seem to really, really like it. We're really proud of it. We put a lot of work into it. You can get it at the Stone Breath Bandcamp, stonebreath.bandcamp.com. The link is in the show notes. The reason we're selling that off of Bandcamp is it comes with the audio download. You buy it, you immediately get the download of all the audio. The easiest and best way to do that, I found, is through Bandcamp. Bandcamp is also a very artist-friendly site. I've used them for years for my music, and I've just had great experiences with Bandcamp. So The Witch Cloud is available at stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Thanks to everybody who's purchased it so far. I hope you all liked it. Everybody else, it's still available. I hope you'll check it out. I want to mention again, my Mothman cover for Department of Truth 15 is available exclusively through Riverbend Comics, riverbendcomics.com. 
comic covers has been a dream of mine to do. So I'm super happy and super excited about that and happy I was finally able to premiere that Mothman piece, which Jesse Hege colored that and he did a fantastic job. I think we work well together, Jesse and I. Very happy whenever he colors my stuff. I recorded the Christmas show with Brother Richard. That will probably drop on Christmas week. We have patron shows coming. I think there'll be a second patron show that will be mostly, if not all, Brother Richard as well, because we took some questions for Brother Richard and it was just too long to fit in the main show. So we'll have the main show, the Christmas show with Brother Richard, and then we will have a patron show as well with Brother Richard this month. We've got the Paranormal Ballad Show coming up soon for this month as well. So lots on the horizon. We will be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music books, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. You can find more or purchase music by Stone Breath at stonebreath.bandcamp.com. That's where you can get The Witch Cloud as well. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. We are on Instagram at strangefamiliars, one word. And you can always find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com.
Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 